0: 男には
1: What is going on everybody, this is Drew here, I welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down, this is Phoenix Down 103.2 And we're continuing and finishing our playthrough of Yakuza Kiwami, today I have with me Matt
0: Hello
1: And as I said before this show here This is going to be a train wreck of an episode, because I'm just going to go go ahead and say it this game doesn't really hold up.
0: Yeah, I was going to say train wreck of an episode for a train wreck of a game, but I think that's a bit strong. But there's a little bit of that sentiment there.
1: I I don't think the game was a train wreck. I think the game was uninteresting. And because it was so uninteresting, I half-heartedly cared about a lot of the things that happened in this game until the very end. But at that point, they had introduced multiple characters and I was like, okay, I know who this is but I don't know their play in this. Also, they introduced them in the last third of the game and I'm like they really should have established these people earlier on.
0: Yeah, I I generally got the sense that each individual cutscene was really good. Right, like you can clearly tell who the bad guy is. There's some good action. There's, you know, there's good moments in each scene. It, it just feels like they're all kind of disjointed, and they could have come in almost any order. Yes, really. I mean, the overall story does have a narrative arc to it, but you're right. Introducing so many of these big endgame characters right at the end really does kind of cut down on on their impact a bit.
1: The problem I had with this game is that every single chapter felt like a side story except for the last probably two chapters of this game because haruka gets either lost or kidnapped three times in this game <laughs> yeah and it and and the 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 whole first half all the way up till the last few chapters is keep haruka safe go find haruka Keep her safe. Go find Haruka. And I was just like, because I, I don't remember a lot of this game. Um, yeah,
0: it, it all kind of blends together in that sense, right? Yeah. I mean it 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 would have been maybe more forgivable, but at least more understandable had the runtimes of these two games been different. But to have like a game that's half the length and to have Sixty percent of that length be unnecessary and uninteresting. Really means this game is much shorter, and there's much less content and story and important characters and good moments. There's just less to this game. It's very lightweight yes. relative to Yakuza Zero.
1: That's, that's even more so
0: than the runtime indicated.
1: Yeah. So that that's the that that's the you just hit the nail on the head because. That is the biggest takeaway from this, is that everything feels slightly throwaway. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to introduce this guy. Uh, You have a fight with him, and then you never see him again. You know, like, for the majority of this game, the only thing that really matters is Kiryu, Nishiki, Kazuma, and in some degree, Majima and Shimano... And then, of course, at the very end, you have the um, the director of the MIA. Um, what was his name? See, that's the problem. We 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 met him in two cutscenes previously, and that's it. And, and I'm like, oh, now he's the the villain of the end. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, right? Yeah. Dude with the the mole on his head.
0: <laughs> yeah, what? What's his name?
1: Jingu. Jingu. Yep. Jingu. So, I I mean, we've kind of come to the conclusion that there is really no way we can go chapter by chapter talking about what happened because everything kind of blended together. So I'm going to try to give a rundown. I, I know I remember the last thing you did was you had to go find Haruka again because she's been kidnapped again.
0: Yeah. This was also my problem when you messaged me like, Hey, we're going to finish this game, this game this week. Right. And I was like, oh, sweet Jesus, I have not put one minute into this, and I was behind already from last week. The idea of catching up and playing forward chapters and playing more beyond that, I'm like, look, I. and this was like Sunday night or Monday. I was like, I don't know if that's going to happen.
1: Well, the last couple of chapters of this game are relatively quick.
0: Yeah, exactly. So when I got into it, I just, uh, you know, I was able to plow through this over the last few nights, and it wasn't that bad because... Yeah, the last third, I mean, the, the pace does pick up, more happens, but also the chapters are just shorter. They cut up some of the filler. Yeah. Some so of the backtracking and fetch quests. and
1: Yeah. So, all right, so you find Haruka. The thing is, we get information in small, in, in very small cutscenes.
0: Yeah, there's a really good one here where... You get that – what was it? Because the main thing in Chapter 8 is that you're you're basically out trying to find these three gangs and who stole her. Yes. And you find out that they were hired by a, a Chinese guy, Lao Ka Long.
1: Yes. Who Kiryu has passed with.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're getting these flashbacks. But again, they're so sporadic, like – where there are there are good parts in this game for sure, but if you were to condense them into like a movie version of this, it would be like a sixty minute movie.
1: Yeah. Which the, the once again, Kiryu has a pass with him. He's only in this one chapter, and that's it. Yep. Another throwaway character. This guy should have been one of the main villains of the game.
0: And you can tell based on Yakuza Zero that if they made Yakuza Kiwami today he would have been, I feel, because of how, how integral Majima's backstory was. And, you know, those, those links between what he went through in the past and how that's formed him, uh, you know, into who he is today. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's just good storytelling. And so they, they had an opportunity here in, you know, in retrospect, at least to have built this up to be a formative part of Kiryu's past. And they, they just do so little with it. Shockingly little.
1: Well, I, I, it's be, it's because I feel like this is slightly a shot-for-shot shot remake of the first game. Yeah. For the most part. And and they, they kept it all the same. And this is a game from 2005, which I know is not an excuse. But in that time, Yakuza yeah. was a simpler game.
0: Yeah, and I think just stories in general were simpler. You didn't really go... I mean... Um, maybe that's just getting. Maybe it's recency bias, or maybe it's just that you know we've had so many really good story-driven single-player games in the last few years. But you know, I I, I don't think Yaku- Yakuza would have been so much behind the curve when it came out as yeah. it is like today.
1: So. I th- I feel like the biggest problem that we have is that we played uh, Yakuza Zero first.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and Yakuza Zero is probably the best game in the series. Like, as far as I've played, Yakuza Zero is the best game I played in the series. The games, yeah, me too. <laughs> the the yeah, well, the games get better. They they actually do. Um, Yakuza Two has a really good villain in it um I n I i remember that uh and it just progressively does get better like 3 is really good 4 is really good and that's so always... 1 and
0: 2 were on the ps2 3 and 4 were on the ps3 that era anyway
1: yes is that right yes and then they they went back and did yakuza yakuza 5 is also on PS360 and PS3's generation.
0: Is it? Is it? I'm not sure. n 5. I only kind of saw through 4.
1: Yakuza 5. Uh, released in 2012.
0: Yep, okay. developed and published for the PS3.
1: Yes, PS3. So Yakuza 5. Then, and I never played Yakuza 5. I think it was either Yakuza 5, then they went back into 0, Kiwami, Kiwami 2, and then 6, I think. That's how it went. Yeah, okay. But um, from what I understand, I know Jay Lee has said that Yakuza 6 is a phenomenal game that ties everything together mm-hmm. and and gives a great send-off to Kiryu. So, I I want to see it through. I, I unfortunately, I, I, Yakuza Kiwami kind of left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth.
0: Yeah, it did for me, too. Uh, I didn't, hated it i just never felt emotionally invested in it like i did you know other than at a few points i really for me the the best scenes of this game or or at least the ones i was excited while watching were the ones that Nishiki was in because i was always waiting for that like acknowledgement of where they were and how how they could have possibly drifted so far apart and you do kind of get that in the end and you kind of get that that's his arc in this game. Yeah. But oh man, if it had been done to the level that Yakuza 0 was, I mean that alone could have carried big parts of this game. Yeah. Let alone, you know, let alone the mystery and the backstabbing and you know some of the other things that do happen that that can make for good stories. I mean, I I was fully in every time Nishiki was was on the scene in this game. Yeah. Both both the, the cut scenes where you're looking at his past and, like, what happened over the last ten years, but also just, and specifically, the current scenes where he's, you can see that, the repercussions of everything that's happened to him. It's a lot like, uh, you know, the ha- house on Haunted Hill. Haunting of Hill House? Haunting of Hill House.
1: The Haunting of Hill House.
0: yeah the netflix series like what made that so good was the repercussions right things that happened in the past really fucked everybody up and you know just seeing that juxtaposition past and present similar to what this game kind of does or tries to do i i really love that as a just as a as as a way to tell stories yeah it's not always done super effectively but when it's done well it's powerful and here I got shades of it, and every once in a while I was like, ah, oh, I just feel so bad for Nishiki, but he's clearly the bad guy here.
1: I, I, I feel like this would have been a amazing story to tell the rise and fall of Akira nishiki Yep. I, I feel like that, that would have been the best way to handle this game. Um, I understand that Kiryu is the main character, but they could have They could have easily done a Yakuza 0, where you play as Kiryu in the present and Nishiki in the past. Mm. And then they meet up, bam, right there. That would have been a really cool aspect, but, I mean, obviously they chose to just do a remake of of the first game.
0: Yeah, interesting, because I'm glad they did remake the first game, because... As much as some of the differences are glaring between Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami, it would have been... It would have been painful, I think, to play the original immediately after 0. Oh, Maybe not. I don't
1: know. But... No, no. It would have. The, the only thing that you would have got out of it was Mark Hamill's Majima. <laughs> but... um yeah, I mean, that's the problem. I, I don't know. I don't know how to talk about the rest of this game. Yeah, uh, they yeah. introduce characters, then we beat them up, and then you never see them again. Just like in this, the, the the next chapter that we're talking about, we have this this Chinese, you know, triad gangster who Kiryu has a past with. That is that is brought up for 20 to 30 minutes in a chapter. We beat that guy up and he is never mentioned again.
0: And you do find out that the reason he's around here is because Shimano hired him and he they're like, you know, everybody's vying for a a way to move up in the Yakuza.
1: Yeah. And they're all wanting that 10 billion yen. Yep so uh, there is some more information that we get I'm just going to go through it so there's some more information that we get uh, with Date uh, telling us hey looks like uh, uh, that body that they found in the Tokyo River wasn't actually Yumi Um, so that means Yumi may still be alive so Har- Haruka can uh can still hold out hope um
0: she's got almost anime sized eyes so when she's trying to hold out hope her eyes <laughs> uh gleam
1: <laughs> it's true
0: it's like she's always reflecting every possible light
1: but uh they did a
0: good job with her she's kind of adorable as a child
1: yeah yeah they they they
0: Kids, you know, sometimes kids can look kind of scary in games, but uh, they do a uh, yeah. I thought they did a really good job with her.
1: Yeah, they they did a great job with her, and I, and I don't mind her as a character. I don't think, you know. Yeah. It, it, in, in a lot of games, you know, if you have the kid there, she they're always kind of like a little annoying brat kind of thing. Yeah. Or, or somebody I just don't like. Oh, God, I gotta be with this kid, and they turn yeah, in, or they
0: don't feel like a kid if they may if they try to make him too adult.
1: Yeah. Uh, They can quickly turn into the Maru Maru of the game. Um, But, uh, yeah, uh, so uh, we find out that uh, that body is not Yumi. So she's still running around the city somewhere. Um, And that basically turns into the end of the game is us trying to find her. Um along the way we are also introduced to a new guy uh so the the he's not the head of the Omni alliance he is kind of like a i don't know a uh, head of a family
0: it, uh, date says that the ministry intelligence agency is led by jingu
1: well no no i'm not talking about him the uh Tereda.
0: oh Torada, yeah terada
1: yeah, yeah. uh so we're introduced to him because kazuma has basically formed an alliance with the omni alliance uh through him uh and it's revealed that uh, Cosmo has been behind the majority of this this entire time, so he and Sarah both knew that uh, that the the ten billion yen was going to be need was needing to be hidden. Um, all because uh, it was basically owed or owned by the head of the MIA. The director of the MIA, uh, which is what would you say, Fugin? Fugin, not Fugen. Jingu. 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 Is that his first name? Fugin. Jingu. Anyway, whatever. Um, no. Ko, Kyohei Jingu. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's also revealed that uh, Kyohei. Gingu, Jingu, (laughs) that's not these names bad, uh, was also in a relationship with Yumi. So when Kiryu went to, uh, prison, and she had her mental breakdown, um, and lost her memory, lost her memory, yeah. She, uh, met up with, uh, with this guy who had ties with the the uh, yakuza, but was also the head of the MIA, which is the Ministry Intelligence Agency, which is kind of like the FBI for uh, for Japan. And they got together and had a child, which is Haruka. So Haruka uh, is uh, actually um, Yumi and Jingu's daughter. It's also revealed that, well, I just kind of revealed it, Yumi and her twin sister, or her sister, are both the same person.
0: Yep, there never was a Mizuki.
1: So, the reason why that is, is because... Jingu wanted to have Yumi killed. So, he had Sarah uh basically put a hit on her. Sarah who has been with Jingu this this whole time because well, the yakuza and the essentially was the FBI working together, you know they they could rule Tokyo basically so uh he felt like he owed them but sarah didn't go through with it uh so that's when jingu decided all right i want my 10 billion yen that you owe me and i'm going to have her killed so that's when Sarah and Kazuma sat down and devised a plan. They were going to hide Yumi and Haruka, and basically give them new identities. Uh, they were going to take the ten billion yen that Jingu wanted and lock it up somewhere where they can't, where he can't find it. And give Yumi a new identity. And keep her hidden away. So that way he can never get it. Now Sarah is not an idiot. He knew that this was obviously going to paint a big target on his back. So he decided to write up a will. Uh, a will with Kazuma. And he wrote in there. If he were to die. Who the next chairman The Tojo clan would be, and he passed that along to Kazuma. Well, as we all know, Sarah, of course, got assassinated, uh, which he was killed by Nishiki because Nishiki is now taking orders from Jingu uh, because Jingu wants his money. So uh, that that that's kind of the gist. Leading up to the end. Now, um, Shimano, who is also in this whole thing, uh, starts in trying to uh, find both Haruka and, well, at this point, Yumi as well. Um, but we have a uh, a big fight with him uh, because uh, Kazuma uh, is on a boat again. Hey, look at that! We're, we're having yeah. an, we're having another fight on a boat again.
0: Yep, felt like a throwback.
1: Yep. And uh, so uh, we end up having to fight Shimano because he he's trying to basically assassinate Kazuma. Um, after beating him in a relatively easy boss fight at this point because I'm so leveled up. Shimano? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought he was easier than... It. I thought... Uh... <laughs> I thought there was going to be like another form or something because he wasn't that hard.
1: Yeah. Um. But after beating him, uh, unfortunately, uh, during that fight, uh, Shimano ends up killing, shooting, uh, Kazuma. Right. E. He... But Cosma kills him too. Cosma, I know for a fact, kills Shimano. Like straight up. No, just...
0: I, I. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, he does because he's like injured on the side.
1: So who kills Cosma?
0: That's a good question.
1: Hang on. This is horrible radio, and I know we've we've <laughs> we've heard from people before saying that we shouldn't do this, but I'm sorry this this game is hard to remember.
0: I did think that uh, you know, with some of the twist reveals at the end here, that one of them was going to be that Haruka was actually Kiryu's daughter. Right. And then uh then then they pull out that little locket at the end it was like, Oh, it it is, this is what happened. Ah, but alas it wasn't.
1: Nope. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up.
0: Yep, it was Shimano. He threw a grenade and he he sacrificed himself to protect Haruka. Haruka.
1: yeah that's right
0: although it didn't really look like he was dead at first I mean he was still able to to talk and then yeah just succumbed a moment later
1: yeah he also tells uh Kiryu that uh he was actually the one that killed Kiryu's parents in fact he opened up the sunflower orphanage for all the children of the people that he killed (laughs) so I
0: did like so a little bit before this one of my favorite scenes was Nishiki when he's about to kill himself
1: remind me of this
0: So this is him, I don't know, it looks like he's just kind of kneeling in an apartment and you can see him like pull out his little, they really like those little like 18 inch daggers in this game, not sure exactly what they're called, but Uh, he pulls that out and he's getting ready to like stick it into his stomach and end himself in an honorable method. Uh, and then his like second in command or his money guy came in and then started like berating him for not answering him and he got the money and you've right. almost needed me, and then you can see him you can see Nishki like tensing and instead of killing himself, he stands up and and runs it right through the guy 's stomach and then like proceeds to lift him up with with it and really like dig in. And then he takes all that blood and uses the blood to like slick his hair back, and that's when he like—that's
1: when he turns into I don't evil Goes he...
0: off the deep end, yeah. Yeah. I just—I thought that was that—that—that that, that was a moment of change for him.
1: Uh, those daggers were also called uh, tantos. Tantos. Yeah. Like kimosabi. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah I really like that scene yeah that was that was like the 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 final transformation into evil Nishiki.
0: yeah it's not gonna take shit anymore from
1: his underlings or yeah, anyone anyone to be honest with you but uh yeah um so uh Shimano is now dead Cosma is now dead the only thing that is left at this point is to find yumi well so happens uh we have some information we know where yumi is because thanks to uh um oh bald guy what's his name he dies shimano no no what's that bald guy his friend shinji yep Shinji uh, uh in his last uh dying uh breath uh who who he gets killed um by by i think is it the Shimano clan kills him I can't remember i if think he, so yeah yeah uh he he tells us that um uh, uh, his uh girlfriend uh who uh, knows where to find her And that's when we have to go talk to a whole bunch of people, go to these different hotel rooms. I'm guessing kind of like a... Definitely. Definitely definitely a brothel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which this actually happens before the whole Kazuma dying and Shimano dying uh, because we have to fight Majima. Majima rams a freaking dump truck <laughs> into the building. And, we and to... then
0: saves your life at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, that seems like a Majima thing to do, right? I'm going to save your life so I can continue to fight you. Yep,
1: that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, so uh, we know where Yumi is now. Yumi is back at Ares. Uh And the Millennium Tower. So, this is our final moment of, hey, if you want to do anything else in this game, you need to do it now. Uh, But um, we take Haruka with us because, of course, we'll take Haruka with us. We'll take a nine-year-old girl with us to, to fight a bunch of mobsters.
0: After taking her to a brothel?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, when we get to Ares, uh, Yumi is there, Um, and uh, she, uh, you know, has a a heartfelt moment with Kiryu, Uh, great to see you again, and uh, Haruka gets to uh, see her mom for the first time, even though she met her before, she thought it was her aunt, now she can call her mom. But, uh, unfortunately, the uh, well, the honeymoon's over because, well, here comes uh, dear old dad <laughs> <laughs> on a helicopter.
0: Yeah, the game feels uh, like it's trying to be movie-esque at the end here. You know, you've got guys in suits, you've got military backup, you've got the helicopter.
1: Everybody's got guns except for Kiryu. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he basically is telling us everything. So he's having his, his villain moment, his Bond villain moment, where he basically lays out everything that he he has planned this entire time. So his plan was, was to get Mr. Dumb Nishki to help with taking down uh, the majority of the Tojo clan by creating Turmoil. First by eliminating Sarah, and then trying to kill Cosma, uh, which he did succeed. There was a lot of turmoil in the uh, Tojo clan. Um, but what he didn't real, or what nobody realized, was that um, he had also secretly set up a a kind of like an alliance with the Omni Alliance, um, without the the head of the family knowing about it, which is the guy who was working with Cosima. So he's there. Tereda. Is that how you say it? Tereda?
0: Tereda, Tarada,
1: Tarada, potato, potato. Yeah. He's there and he's going to help cure you. But, uh, as soon as he tells everybody, this, his men, betray him and he's like so i was basically screwing over Nishiki and the tojo clan by secretly going with the omni alliance and now we're going to take over the tojo clan with the omni alliance and we'll just run this whole show i'll have my mia guys and then I'll also have the Underworld mobsters on my side. So, yeah. So begins the, the boss fight. And this entire thing is the boss fight. So you have to fight a whole bunch of military dudes who go down relatively easy. Yeah. you have to, yeah. ru- you have to Except run Except for the
0: ones that are hiding halfway across the room, shooting you out of nowhere.
1: Shooting you, yes. Um, but uh, you finally make it to the helipad, and you have to fight. <sighs> okay. <laughs> this fight... Oh my God. So I died at this fight, and I was like, eh, I'll just do this fight again. No, no, they take you back to the beginning where you have to fight the small guys again. I'm like, Really? Oh, uh, that's a pain! You couldn't put me at a checkpoint at the helipad. No, like I was ever so slightly disgusted at that point. I was like, "Really?" So anyway, make it back to Jingu, and he has two special forces dudes who, after you beat them, come back to life and fight again. So, yeah. Needless to say, this fight took a long time. Jingu also has both a gun and grenades that he throws at you. Both of which immediately knock you down.
0: Yeah, I I definitely... I, I didn't have quite as much difficulty with this boss fight, but a few of these... I still felt like I did in the first session where I just felt like I was constantly getting stun-locked. I was constantly getting comboed to no end. Uh, I think the reason that I felt a little better in this last two or three chapters was that I splurged and used all that extra money that was gifted to us near the end of the game to buy the best health potions best drinks because for most of this game i've been full i've had my inventory full of drinks but as my life bar's been growing i would have to use like three at a time yeah and so like i was like all right if i know the end is coming soon i'm gonna invest in the good drinks right because it's essentially like having three times the 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 health drinks
1: yeah basically because your inventory is limited
0: Yep, and I only did that for the last series of fights. I also went and bought a weapon, and I never used weapons in this game, Mm, other than the environmental weapons. I didn't use them once until the last two fights. And, man, are they helpful.
1: (laughs) So, I never used weapons in this game, period. I mean, I, I did use the environmental stuff.
0: But how weird is it that they give you accessory slots, weapon slots... I've, I didn't even think about that in this game until near the end. I saw that I had picked up some weapons, but never really considered using them. Never really needed to, even though I never felt good at the combat. Yeah. But, man, when you when you get some of those gifted swords and you use them on a boss, you slice right through them, no matter how much they dance around like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, they, they're looking all badass until so you just walk up and slice them and You know, I love that one tiny little visual indicator where you can actually see the slash line on them after you cut them. So you can really tell that you've connected with a, you know, with a bladed weapon.
1: Well, there you go. An edged weapon. Surviving edged weapon attacks.
0: But I, yeah, I, I had a couple of fights in this game, though, that really were painfully slow. The one in the club where you fight, like, the, the big guy and the small guy and the small guys break dancing. At, oh you.
1: god yeah that was the, the the colored gangs guys
0: yeah I think they, they call them like the Ali brothers yeah but I just like no man I finally would start to get into a combo and as soon as I would they would the other one would knock me out of it or grab me yeah and I, I just had a tough time like I never felt like I was on par with them power wise no I just outlasted yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the thing. They don't have energy drinks on them. Yeah. Like we do.
0: Suckers.
1: So, uh, yeah. uh, After a long, drawn-out battle, we beat him. Um, And we go back to uh, the inside of the bar, essentially. The lounge, where we are. And as we are sitting there... uh, talking with uh, Yumi we got one last loose end to tie up in walks Nishiki and Nishiki is he doesn't care about anything the only thing he cares about is being on top and in order for him to be on top he has to prove that he can beat Kiryu because Kiryu Took his right away from him. When Kiryu fell. Took the fall. For the death of Dojima. It completely just ruined. Any type of respect. That Nishio would ever get. And for that. He needs to. Beat slash kill Kiryu. So. Let's grab the shoulder of our suits and throw them off.
0: The Dragon of Dojima versus the Koi Pond of Dojima. <laughs> koi Pond
1: of Dojima. <laughs> yeah,
0: badass fish.
1: So there is there is a reason for that. So uh, the, the legend is uh, the Koi fish will swim up a waterfall. And when it reaches the top of the waterfall, it turns into a dragon. That is a Japanese legend, I believe. Uh, It's also referenced in Pokemon. Because if you get a Magikarp, which is a useless fish... But if you level it up far enough, it turns into a Gyarados, which is a dragon. So, uh, yeah. Uh, And I have to... If there's one thing I have to give this game... That cutscene... And that scene... Where they introduce the fight. Because they've always done this. They've always done Kiryu versus goons. Or Kiryu versus street thugs. When they did... When they did this... This Kiryu versus... It was... Awesome. Because they both are rushing at each other with rage. They come in with their shirts off. And as they're slowly about to punch each other in the face the The game freezes and it just pops up. You know, the head of the Nishiyama family, Akira Nishiyama, and they both punch each other in the face. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "All right, that's 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 pretty fucking awesome." And yeah, the fight's crazy. Um, uh, he 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 has super armor on pra- practically every single attack that he does he dances around like an idiot like you said um, but kiryu my kiryu has a little a little something up his sleeve uh, he has beast mode yeah. and and this entire place is filled with furniture
0: yeah that really helps and uh, big furniture too
1: yeah and so i just switched to beast mode and just picked up everything that i could and beat Nishi in the friggin' face with it. And, as long as I stayed in heat mode, I also had super armor. <laughs> so, he could never knock me out of my combos. This fight, for being a final boss fight, was kind of a joke compared to some of the other fights in this game.
0: Yep. Yeah, I definitely had harder ones.
1: Yeah. So after the big long boss fight. He does have the biggest health bar in the game. I think he has like five health bars. I think it goes purple, green, yellow, orange. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh but after beating him, he's knocked out laying there. And Yumi's like, Okay, cool. Uh, we we need to we need to do something about this the this yen. So she takes the locket, the amulet that was given to Haruka, and she puts it on a laser lock. I don't know what you laser
0: call- scanner of some sort. Yeah, a
1: scanner, and it scans it, and boom! This vault opens, and there's just a big stack of money sitting there. There's the ten billion yen. And she's like, I'm going to destroy this. I have to destroy it. But before that happens, because she has a bomb, I I forgot to mention. (laughs) (laughs) So Yumi has had a bomb the past probably 40 minutes of this game. Uh, She was going to use it to just blow up everybody. Because uh, if... I I guess she just wanted to take down her (laughs) ex-husband...
0: And also her daughter.
1: I guess. I don't know. I I think she was just using it as a bargaining chip.
0: Yeah, because when when she pulled it out, I was like, call that bluff. She's not going to kill Kiryu and Haruka.
1: Yeah. But, um... So, um... But as she's getting ready to, I guess, blow up the vault, um... Kiryu gets shot in the leg. He falls over, and... Turns around, boom, Uh uh-oh, your ex is still alive. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, uh, Jingu uh, aims his gun at Haruka, of all things, and pulls the trigger. And as the camera kind of scrolls up, as it pans up, it actually wasn't... It wasn't uh, Haruka got hit. It was actually Yumi. She stepped in front of the bullet. She's been hit in the chest. She falls over. And...
0: This is where I thought she was going to say, Haruka's yours.
1: Yeah, you, th- you thought so?
0: Well, I I mean, I, I kind of thought so. And then when she pulled out that locket and it was a picture of Kiryu, I was like, that seals it. This is definitely what happened. <laughs> She's been holding her love for him, and somehow he never knew and I thought there was gonna be a ridiculous little story about how he somehow he didn't know that she was his daughter i mean not not I don't know, not maybe not really, because I knew they hadn't really been that close before, but there was always that kind of simmering underneath, but I don't know the fact that it was his picture in her locket i I was like, "Oh, this is happening, and then when she got shot, and you know he's cradling her. In what's clearly her last moment, I'm like, yep, this is when she says
1: it. No, no. Yeah. Not. Still Jingu's. Yeah. So, uh, Jingu, uh, now has the upper hand. He shot Yumi. And, uh, Nishiki stands up, rushes Jingu with a knife, stabs him directly in the stomach, and just kind of rips into him. Kills him dead. Nishki is now. Kind of went nuts. At this point. And is like. I guess he also wants to. Make up for the bad things that he's done. And he's like. This is my responsibility. I'm going to end this. He takes the bomb for some odd reason. And goes into the vault. And blows up the 10 billion yen. I mean, looking at the explosion, because they show it from the outside, Mm. how is anybody alive in this building?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think is that the door area was reinforced because it was a vault, but somehow they ignored the outer wall. I guess. And it, like, directed the blast out. I don't know. So... The door was open, though, still, right? Yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking. (laughs) That's why half the building blew up. (laughs) Yeah. So Kiryu and Haruka are sitting there holding Yumi. And this is where Yumi tells Kiryu that the locket has always had a picture of you. Because I remember remember you. When when my, my memories came back, I remember you helping me and I've always kind of loved you and Kiryu's like I love you too and then unfortunately Yumi passes away and yeah that's that's the end of that scene yep so there's one other piece of information. The piece of information that I've been leaving out is because uh, what really threw everybody off kilter was when Kiryu revealed, I'm holding the will of Sarah in my hand. This will tells us who will be the fourth chairman of the Tojo clan, the successor and it's written in there that Kazuma Kiryu will be the fourth chairman.
0: I like how Sarah said, I was never really that good of a chairman anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, after everything happens here, Kiryu is now the, the fourth chairman, the head honcho of the Tojo clan. It cuts to... A few days later? Yeah, I assume so. And they're at the Tojo headquarters. And Kiryu is running away. He's running. And he's being chased by a whole bunch of Yakuza. he jumps into a car with Date. And tells him to take off. And they take off and Date's like, So, looks like they didn't take it too well that you did your initiation for being fourth chairman. And then you immediately retired. (laughs) He's like, yeah, they'll get over it. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, so who did you put in charge? He's like, yeah, somebody you probably don't even know. And to be honest with you, I don't even know him because they introduced him. Yeah. They introduced him in the last third of the game. So the guy who got, uh, the guy who basically got screwed over, um, God, what was his name? Taida, Tarada, Tar- T- Tarada. Uh, the uh, one of the heads of the Omni Alliance is now the fourth chairman, or the fifth chairman, technically, of the Tojo Clan. And here Ke- you said that'd be the best man for the job. To be honest with you, he's the only one left. there's, there's nobody else. So the last scene is, uh, Kiryu, uh, now, uh, deciding to give up his life as a, as a Yakuza and, uh, take care of Haruka. And, uh, they, uh, They have a nice little moment where she's there with the little puppy, and and she's reminded because there's a little girl and a mother there, and oh, I don't have a mom anymore. And Kira's like, "It's okay, I'll I'll take care of you." And they uh, walk away with a fun little moment, and then Amazing Grace plays for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I said, well, I guess with the amount of people that died at the end of this game, I, I'm assuming Amazing Grace is probably, you know, necessary at this point. Yeah. So the only survivors of this game, really, is Kiryu, Haruka, and Majima. <laughs>
0: Everyone else is inconsequential.
1: Everybody else is dead. Kazuma's dead. Sarah's dead. Nishiki's dead. Yumi's dead. Shinji's dead. Even Reina is dead. Who we, even, we didn't even talk about that. She got killed.
0: Yeah, kind of crazy that they just like throw her body around.
1: Yeah, I mean they shot her up. Yeah. Like they looked like a freaking machine gun, and they're just like just, just flop her body down. It's like just covered with freaking bullet holes. Way tough to reopen that bar. I guess everybody's dead I don't remember this from 2005 (laughs) I don't remember everybody in this game dying except for three people I mean technically four because you you gotta have you gotta have the chairman now which they introduced him at the the last four hours of this game
0: yeah he hasn't earned the right to get the number
1: I don't think so either He does make a return, though. I do remember that. And that's it. That's it. That's 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 the end of of Yakuza Kiwami. I think we've already said pretty much everything that that we feel about this game. I don't. I don't think it's a bad game. I honestly feel like it's kind of a product of its time. Even if it is yeah. a even if it is a polished up remake, they they strictly stuck with the the script of the first game. In the first game, nobody knew who any of these characters were. They were just introduced, and that was kind of it. They didn't give us whole big backstory with Yakuza Zero, so I feel like that was kind of a detriment to the game because we played Yakuza Zero first.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing that I I really do like is that I I don't understand how you could really connect with Nishiki without Yakuza 0.
1: Yeah, no, he's just a villain, you know. Yeah. He's a punk kid and then turns into a villain. That Kiryu just so happens to be friends with.
0: He's got a lot more heft this time around for anyone who had played it originally.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. But there's just there's so many parts of this game that feel like they're just filler. Yeah. Go, go find Haruka. Go find Haruka again. Go and do this. Go go and and help Date and uh, the the florist's um, kids. And then go find Haruka again. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. You know, like it felt like, like you said these most of these could have happened in any order and it wouldn't have changed anything yeah
0: I mean yeah I, I don't want to hold it against the game I, I I was glad to see the characters again those who were still around uh, but yeah I mean I if if the other games get better and Yakuza one is kind of the The low point, Um, I'm still really curious to see where things go, especially even if there's just the idea that everything gets tied together in a later game like that. I I like to see the whole series and how, again, games like Yakuza Kawami could potentially become better if the subsequent games build on what was here and use this as a way to you know, to foreshadow things or to set, set things in motion. But, you know, to do that, you need to have people around. So many people died here that there's not really a ton to set in motion.
1: So there is a few things that are set in motion that happen at this game, in this game. Okay. Um, so like I said, the fifth chairman will make a return. Yep. And that will happen in the next game.
0: Yeah, I guess I just always think that even when some things are a letdown, like it's it may be a letdown in isolation, but if things build and on the subsequent games, I might look at Kawami differently.
1: Yeah, and and you may you, you you may I'm I'm not gonna say that you won't. Um, I can guarantee you this: the games do get better. If if it, if there's anything you can use Yakuza zero as kind of like, you know, evidence of that. Yeah. They get better with their storytelling. I promise. Um, and their mission structure and their mission structure. Yes. So the, 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 the best thing I can describe, you know, we, we've already talked to death. Yakuza Kiwami feels like, you know, this happened and then this happened and this happened and this happened. And you, you, you're just telling plot, you're not even telling plot points, you're just telling events that happen, and they could happen in any order except for the last probably three things. So, uh, but the, the great thing that happened with Yakuza Zero was this happened, and because of that, then this happened. And it built up to this, and then this, you know, it, it, like everything yep. played a part of it. It felt like when you were playing, a chapter in Yakuza zero, you were watching an episode of a TV show. And then the next chapter was the next episode kind of thing.
0: Yep.
1: They always kind of left on a, on a mini cliffhanger to get you to come back for the next episode.
0: Yeah. And also the juxtaposing the two characters I thought worked really well.
1: Yes. Yes. So I, 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 I I think we're, we're, we're going to go better from here. It's been a very long time since I played the 2. Um, and I don't remember much of that at all. I know a few things that happened in that game, but that's about it. So, I just, I remember the villain, and I remember... Couple of other things that I don't want to get into because obviously we're we're gonna play it. So, yeah. I do also have an email which I can oh, read off. Uh, it comes in from Dustin. Uh, got it just a few hours ago. Actually, I haven't read this yet. Oh boy. Okay. <clears throat> this game is so boring. <laughs> I don't like this game. It started off strong, especially coming off of Zero, but then it starts dragging and is so damn boring for the majority of the game. I didn't care about most of these characters, like the florist guy who looks like a toad, some washed-up detective, and why are we stuck with this girl? We never did find out who killed all those people in the bar we found her at. (laughs) That's true. She was holding a gun. She was holding a gun. Common denominator here. The person with the gun, surrounded by a bunch of dead people. Haruka is a mass murderer. <laughs> Quit the twist. Yeah. We never did find out who killed all those people in the bar. We found her... Oh, sorry. Uh, I did laugh a little too... Too loud when she, when he slapped her. <laughs> More out of surprise than of joy. haha. Ha. It just caught me off guard. I played on hard. And the fight be- behind Serena. With the sword gang and the leader sucked so much. You would get stun locked and die so quick. I tried to lower my difficulty. But you can't in combat. So I quit <laughs> and stocked up on all health items. And barely squeaked by. The hardest part, though, was the damn vehicle shooting section. I failed three times at the van with the rocket launcher, bumped it down to easy, and still freaking failed like four times before finally getting through it. Why did it go on for so long? (laughs) Goddamn. The last few bosses weren't too bad, but by the time I fought Nishki I only had like 4 or 5 health kits, but I had a handful of weapons, so I had to strategize and fight him multiple times, but I did kill him on hard. I stayed in brawler Road the entire game with the same combo and went 100% into body for higher hit points and attack up, then went into tech and spirit by the end of the game time i used a different mode was the nishiki fight i used beast for part of it since there's furniture everywhere majima everywhere is shit is dumb yeah it's funny to see how he gets you into certain fights but do we really have to fight him so many times for minimal gain also i would oh sorry i got distracted there also i would randomly hear kiryu chan Somewhere through some sort of loudspeaker and I could never find the source. I had the exact same thing. I would leave a building and I'd hear, Get your child. And I'm like, oh, where's he at? Never found him. (laughs) I did a few side quests and nothing I saw was remotely entertaining. Zero had at least, at least had amazing comic relief in the side quest. And these are just kind of busy work for some side cash. The ending was great, but man, I'm surprised this game got a sequel. I'm not really excited to continue into Kiwami 2, but a friend did say it has the best antagonist of the entire series, so I guess I have to look forward to. I'm a bit worried we hit the high mark with Zero, and the rest are are only going to be mediocre at best. I'm going to stick with it, though, but might be popping these down to normal to blow through them faster. Dustin yeah, I would probably play on normal if if I were you. Um, these games are can sometimes be easy as pie and then immediately be so friggin' difficult.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I, I get where that you're coming from there. Um, I I can guarantee you that we're only going to go up from here. the 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 storytelling gets better. The the uh, Upgrades and the combat get better, uh, and obviously you know the the visuals. Well, I, I think it back. Uh, the, uh, zero and Kiwami, Kiwami Two has the same visual art style as as uh, as zero, um, so they're, they're going to look okay. Um, but they they do they do definitely get better. Um, so definitely stick with it. Uh, but like I said. I would suggest bumping it down. There is nothing wrong with playing on normal or easy for that matter. So there you go. That's our email. I appreciate everybody uh, listening. And um, yeah, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at DML Fury now. I am back. Oh, he's back. I'm back. Yeah, I um I randomly tried resetting my password, and it just let me now, which I tried a million times a year and a half ago, and it wouldn't let me. So I was able to get my account back, so I'm back to DML Fury. I'm going to keep the at Drew Leachman for probably another month or so, just in case.
0: Keep it for the off days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, um, I'll probably just go ahead and kill that account. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, you know what it was? I, 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 I remember there was a gift that I posted of a old guy on a, uh, like a motorized scooter crashing through a convenience store door (laughs) at a, at a bar from the door came off and kind of hit him in the chest and kind of did like a, uh, a a flip as he went into the convenience store. And I said, I want to get that gift again. So I looked on my account and then I said, let me try resetting my password. And it let me do it. So <laughs> thanks to the old man convenience store gift, uh, I, I got my account back. But uh, Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. If you'd like to send us an email, please do. It is drew at ZTGD.com. Um, yeah. Up next. Assassin's Creed Origins. This
0: one feels like a big one. I Not see- necessarily the size of the game, but I've also broken my code. And have given up, not given up on finishing Assassin's Creed, I won't say that, but given up on blocking all other Assassin's Creeds until I finish the first one.
1: So, I don't know, because the last Assassin's Creed game I played was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. But, from what I understand, this is kind of a... Soft reboot, or maybe I, I, don't even use the word reboot. Basically, <laughs> a let's go with this from now on. <laughs> Just a swerve, yeah. From what I understand, this is like the beginning of a a what is essentially a, a new trilogy. I guess. I think. I think it is origins. Odyssey and Valhalla, I think, are all kind of intertwined together. And while they they do mention things that happened in previous ones, I don't think it's very important. Yeah. Um. So I think I think you're going to be good there.
0: Well, I think I have all three of these, which is shocking because I think I missed about I don't even know how many Assassin's Creed's there are, but I feel like I missed six or seven in a row. Anyway,
1: you probably did. So. Man, that's going to be a hard one to do, but I can probably do it right now. So you have Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed Rogue, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Unity... Assassin's Creed Syndicate.
0: These sound like games. Yeah. There's at least two spinoffs or more on the handhelds.
1: Uh, yeah. So there was actually multiple spinoffs. So there were there was yeah. this, the spinoffs where they're like a 2D side scrollers. Um, kind of like like Xbox Live Arcade game, thing yeah, I mean the the real
0: ones though. Well at least at least kind of three D adventures still.
1: Uh Liberation was one of them, which was on PSP, I think. Or it might have been Vita. So I, I'm pretty sure I just named all the mainline ones and Rogue was kind of a spin off I know. And then there's Origins, there's Odyssey, and then Valhalla. So that
0: that's a that's a good dozen, I think.
1: Yeah, there's eleven, a, there's 11 a main ones metric crap ton of Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> For a while there they were coming out every two years. In fact I think there was a couple of them that came out like a year in between each other. And yeah,
0: Bloodlines was on the PSP.
1: Yeah. Bloodlines, and then they had um, Liberation, which was on the Vita, I believe. Yeah. But, yeah. So, it's crazy for somebody who only played the first technically three games. I got I got halfway through Brotherhood and gave up. Um, I know all this at screens. I just, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Eh. I I didn't mind them, but they kind of got long in the tooth. But yeah, everybody talks about Odyssey, and I don't want to play Odyssey until I play Origins. Yep, yeah, me too. So
0: it's I've heard it's good. You know, if it's a bit of a set, the price is right on it. I mean, it's it's been on deep discount many times. Sure. So it feels like a good easy place to get back into it.
1: And the whole Egyptian setting, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 seems cool.
1: So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to get into it. I, I, it's been a very long time since I've even thought about Assassin's Creed. So,
0: yeah, me too. My only reservation is that I don't generally or always love open world games. Sure, not that I. Actively dislike them, or you know, I just I feel like there ends up being so much filler sometimes that that ends up detracting from my enjoyment of of I don't want to say a story because it's not just for the story, but of my my adventure, my mainline adventure.
1: Sure. I mean, if if because uh, this is a Ubisoft game, and if you ever played a Ubisoft game before. You're going to have a map that is full of icons. Yep. And, I mean, yeah, you don't have to do any of them, I don't think. I mean, I don't know how these games are handled. But, you know, unless they're like, oh, no, you need to, like, level up before you can do this next thing. Which, from what I understand, they did start adding more RPG elements into Origins. Um. So... I don't know. I honestly, I don't know what to expect from. Yeah, I, I don't either. I know what game. the
0: first game was like. I don't know how it's evolved through eight or nine other games before it got to this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I guess we'll see. I'm I'm kind of excited to see see what what uh, what we're in store for here. So, yeah, that's gonna be our next game. I uh. Hardcore yawning <laughs> right now. <laughs> Sorry, I've been up since two AM. So oh, geez. it is currently nine twenty something. No, nine oh two right now. Uh yeah, I had to work uh, twelve hours a day. That was a fun time. But uh yeah, that's gonna be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much and uh definitely if you're going to play along with us for Assassin's Creed Origins, please send us some emails because I don't know anything about these games and if you can shed some light on some things, whether it be story or hey, you should probably go do this, please let me know. Um, But yeah, that's it for us. We're going to get out of here. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're gone. I hope you guys have a great week. And we'll be back next week with the beginning of Assassin's Creed Origins.